Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Fallen Badge. Episode of Fallen Badge today, we're going to cover the murder of Officer Larry P. Childress. Now as always, I try to ensure the information I'm disseminating is as accurate as possible. For this episode, I've received information from the old police, a civilian witness who literally drove through the shootout and who later testified during the trial, and transcript from the appeals court. It's January 14, 1982, and Memphis is under a blanket of snow and ice. Driving his treacherous and Memphis police cars have been fitted with chain. Officers Nault and Childress, now they're riding together. Now they're working on an auto theft report down on Poplar near a state. They're also trying to get them something to eat while they finish the report so they can call it in. Back in the old days, you had to fill out the report by pencil or pen and then you had to call it in by phone. At approximately 7.30 p.m., dispatcher on the east frequency puts out a call for residential robbery in progress at 5600 Shady Grove. Now that sits on the northeast corner of Shady Grove and South Yates. Shady Grove address that's the home of Vincent Lucchese. Now, Mr. Lucchese, he was the owner of V.A. Lucchese Construction Company in Memphis. Now, he was a wealthy fellow, as you might guess, and he was pretty well known in the Memphis area. Let me digress just for a moment. I want to tell a story about... Uh, Officer Childress, that an old policeman told me one time, this old policeman, he had worked with Childress at the North Precinct. And Childress had put in a bid to go to the East Precinct when they had some openings. And this old policeman, he asked Childress, he goes, well, why are you going to go out east? Childress had told him, well, because it's quieter out there. Now, there were no cars available to handle the call when the dispatcher first put it out. Now, Nault and Childress, I'm, I don't know if that was their ward or not. It probably was. But anyways, they get on the air and they advise the dispatcher that they'll finish their report later and go on and put them on the call. So they start towards 5600 Shady Grove. Now a second car is occupied by Officer Cheryl Hayes and an academy recruit doing a ride along, Dana Stein. They were put on the call and then the dispatcher put Lieutenant Schultz on the call as well. There's a certain number of officers you have to put on a hold-up call. And if you run out of officers, you start sending lieutenants. So they're all 
crawling, literally crawling down the roads trying to get to this address. Now over at the scene, meanwhile, the Lucchese home is absolutely sheer terror. What's happened is, is two men, they were posing as plainclothes police officers. They were able to gain entry into the house. Now, Miss Lucchese was there with four of their kids. So the two men, they tied up the kids and they forced Miss Lucchese to walk through the house as they were collecting money and jewels and whatever else struck their fancy. Now, both suspects were armed with handguns. A third suspect was parked in a car. Now, that car was on the Yates entrance to the property, which is a secondary driveway. It wasn't a marked driveway. And oh, by the way, the police were not familiar with this second driveway. The three robbers, they were all from the West Coast. Billy Jean Cross was from Oregon. He was the planner and the getaway driver. Now, he used to live in Memphis. And word has it that he actually went to school with one of the Lucchese sons. Now, the two men that went inside the house, one of them was an Alfred Gene Voss. He was also from Oregon. Now, Voss was armed with a 44 caliber revolver. And the third fellow, that was Jimmy Dean Garrett. Now, he was from Los Angeles. Now, he was armed with a revolver. I don't know what caliber it was. Now, at some point, while these two desperados are carrying loot back and forth from the house to the car, Miss Lucchese gets loose and she's able to get to a phone and call the police and tell them they're being robbed. Now, Childress are still heading towards the house. Now, on a normal weather day, they could have made that scene from Poplar and Estate to 5600 Shady Grove in under four minutes. Now, this particular evening, because of the bad weather, it took them 11 minutes to get there. Now, they turned up the circular drive that runs off of Shady Grove, which is the only one they knew about. That driveway is just a little bit east of Yates on the north side of the street. So they came up the driveway and they stopped and they went to the front door. And they knocked on the door. Now they heard a male voice inside telling the officers to hold on a minute. So Nalt, he waits at the front door. Childress, he starts circling around the west side of the house. He's heading to the rear, see what's going on. Now, after a few minutes, Nalt starts getting concerned about 
where Childress is. So he starts walking down the driveway from the house that leads to Yates. That's the little, the little driveway. Before he can get on to Yates, though, he sees Lieutenant Schultz and Officer Hayes and Recruit Stein pull up. So he goes back. He tells them, "Say I, I don't know where Childress is. I'm going to look for him." So Schultz, Lieutenant Schultz, he takes the police recruit Stein and they go around the east side of the house. And Hayes, she goes west around the side of the house, heading towards the rear. And then Nault, he walks down the driveway, hits Yates, and he's going to walk back northbound on Yates. Now, about this time, the officers heard a shot single shot and then a second or two later they hit her another shot and then finally they hear a ragged volley of shots and all those shots are coming from the north side of the property which would be the rear now unknown to the officers at the front of the house Childers had made it to the rear of the house and he'd seen two men running northbound from the house and then climb the wall. There's a wall that encloses the entire property. So Childers, he gives chase. He climbs the wall and he gets into a Yard, and he sees the suspects are hiding behind a car that's parked curbside on Yates. So now, Childers, he took cover behind a large tree, and I believe the tree is going to be the one in the front yard of 240 South Yates. Now, I can't swear to that, but that's what I think. So, the gunfire the officers are hearing, that's Childers and the suspects cranking off rounds at each other. Now, during this gunfire, Garrett, he empties his pistol. And then once he's out of ammo, I guess he didn't bring any more with him because he threw his pistol down and he took off running northbound on Yates. Now, Voss, he cranked off one round from his forty-four. And it was a one, one of those one-in-a-million shots because it hit Childress in the head when Childress was peeking around the tree. And it killed him. So Childress goes down in the yard and then Voss runs northbound on Yates. Now both Voss and Garrett, they continued north and then kind of eastbound. They went into the tree line there around Walnut Grove and the interstate. Takes a minute or so, but the officers they find Childress laying out in that yard by Yates. Now, as they always do with police, the ambulance makes the scene and he's transported to Baptist East. Now, Baptist East is not just a couple minutes away on a good day, and I'm sure it probably took the ambulance six or seven minutes to get to the hospital as bad as the weather was. But either way, they take Childress to the ER. 
They let the doctors there declare that he's dead. Now Voss and Garrett, they get caught. Police put cars out on the interstate and they pretty well boxed the scene up. So both of them are captured in the woods. And if I'm not mistaken, they're caught within an hour of the shooting or less. Now both men, along with Cross, who was captured later on the West Coast, uh, they all three were indicted, charged, and convicted of murder and perpetration of a robbery. Now, the information I have says that one of the suspects, he was denied parole in 2003, but he was eventually paroled later. I don't know which one that was. And then another one, he died in prison happily. Third suspect, he was paroled in 2019. That's sad. Officer Larry P. Childress, end of watch, January 14, 1982.